Hey guys, welcome back to the post show. Uh, this week we open it up with uh, 86. Now that I'm finished part one along with Dave, so we kind of get into the uh, the last few episodes in, in that first part there. Uh, we talk Squid Game, the finale, and, and a series review. Uh, now that Dave has finished that, uh, in the news department there was quite a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we got into the Game of Thrones spinoff, uh, the Halo controversy, and kind of where we're at with that, and how much fun we're having with Halo. You know. Spoiler. Um, we talked, you know, the new Bubble movie announced by Wit Studio and Netflix. We talked Jay-Z in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We get into more anime on Netflix with JoJo, uh, Bizarre Adventure on, uh, or Part 6, Stone Ocean that came out. Uh, and then we kind of capped things off with more uh, anime. We talked Naruto, uh, Mob Psycho, and we wrapped things off with a good old conversation about Jurassic Park. No, no better way to end a podcast, so... Um, thanks, thanks again for listening, guys. Um, and if you haven't already, check out uh, the Demon Slayer pod we did this week. So we are now back to doing week to week episodes. Um, you know, follow along, check it out. It's Demon Slayer, baby. It's good stuff. So, anyways, guys, uh, have a good weekend. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you next week. Bye. Hey there, fella. Hey there. How are you? I'm good. Buzzing off that Demon Slayer pod. Yeah, we just recorded um, our first episode of the Demon Slayer Season 2 podcast, which we'll be covering weekly going forward. Mm. Um, it, you know, they covered the, like, we did a podcast on the movie, we, did, we reviewed that, so go listen to it if you haven't, but over the last, like, six or seven weeks, Demon Slayer has been, uh, you know, rehashing the movie, like, in, like, 20-minute episodes, and we just covered the first double feature. It was a 50-minute episode of the new arc, and uh, it was really good, and uh, if I can't say so so myself, so was our podcast covering it. Mm -hmm. So check that out. That came out on Wednesday and will continue to come out on Wednesday, but the post-show will remain on Friday. Okay, um, from here, good sir. I will ask you, what else have you been watching? Dave, 86 clicked. Mm. Yeah, I get it. Here we are. I All get right. It. 86 um, clicked. So I believe I'm finished part one. I think it ended on after episode 11. Yes. Yeah. From what I've read. Um, I have, I, sorry, I have the list in front of me. The episode names are so, are just so potent. They are. I believe, they have really good titles. Um, episode 10 is probably or no sorry episode 10 sorry episode 9 and 10 are probably two of the strongest episodes in the season by yeah, far boy. um okay spoilers but, spoiler yeah, warning for spoilers. all of part one yeah, We're gonna of 86 it, yeah. fuck yeah so <sighs> milize total total redemption in my eyes um really good character you know it's what started out as a kind of bumbling you know waifu type character that you know there, there didn't seem like there genuinely did not seem to be any substance you know at first glance and just genuinely evolved into something of note and mm-hmm. you know you can't ask for much more of that in anime because it doesn't always end up that way um yeah so that that was that was a nice um that was a nice little boon out of this um really strong and, and again, I've, I've been saying this each week. We've been talking about it. The sound design in the show is tremendous. Like, 
you know, we, you and I have watched so much anime this year and, you know, every one of these episodes, I'm kind of just blown away again. And it's always like, it's not always the same melody that they kind of switch it up at points. I thought they were, I was mistaken. I thought at one point they were slowly like adding new notes to like one melody, like as the episodes progress. I don't think that was the, the case. Um, but just, it's beautiful sounding like beginning to end everything I listened to, like the OP, you know, the ending credits, the, you know, also the choice to like end the episode after 14 minutes, do credits, and then the episode just continues for like six, seven minutes. I thought that was like a trope they were going to do for a little while, but it's just like every episode, mm-hmm. which is really, it's weirdly effective. Like they break up the story in a nice way. It, it is. And it makes like the title cards and, and the credits like more impactful somehow. Very impactful. Like yeah. Vivi and AOT have done some of this stuff but not like they've never pushed it as much as 86 is like the like these specific mechanics of a show vivi was funny enough this year vivi was the closest to do it yeah they would they would kind of segment the uh you know the title card at at different intervals um week to week but uh, or episode to episode rather um for us but yeah no i i really like this show so the episode that i really liked is i think it's goodbye just what an awesome ending the scene of them Definitely refresh my memory and perhaps the audience's so, as well. So, so, so sorry. Yeah. So episode nine is sorry for the background noise. No, oh, no worries. Um, so at this point, you know, like they're aware they're on the suicide mission. They're on. I think they're on the scouting mission, um, and then uh, they're they're on the way to the mission. You know, and I think um, Lise is trying to tell them not to do it. Like you know, don't do it. Da 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 da. And you know, goodbye is like them engaging the legion. You know, I think they're going towards, uh, is it Shuri, his brother, or Shori? Yeah, Shin's brother, yeah. Shin's brother, like the black sheep of him, who's like the, the, I think they call them shepherds. Yeah, the legion commander, right? And, um, you know, so it's like they're in the middle of that, and I think they're getting their ass kicked. I Actually, it was in the previous episode, they started that battle. Yeah. Um, So episode nine is kind of like the tail end of that after Shin, like, you know, kind of doesn't go crazy, which is kind of nice too, like... He's not like, you know, we had talked of like him being like a Levi type character and he's not that like he actually has, you know, some he's like weirdly he's more like Levi than any of these other shows that try to replicate that character. Yeah. Is like he's just himself and he's good that way. Like he's very quiet and pulled back but in different ways and just kind of him going solo trying to go after his brother and, you know, it it totally caught me off guard. But when Melise like surprises them with like the airstrike. You yeah. know, I th- I thought we weren't going to see her for a few more episodes. I thought, actually, they kind of made it seem like that was the end of her story a little bit. And I was like, oh, we're yeah. going to focus these guys going forward. Like, and I had, I they kind of teed that up leading, like, episodes leading up to this of, like, is she just, like, a conduit for Shin and the group's story? And then, like, you know, her, you know, the, the mortar shells from, you know, from the sky and, like, the dummy bullet. Like, what an awesome final battle. Big play. You know? And then, you know, she kind of saves them, and then they're just leaving. Like, they're going into, they're going into, like, out of Republic uh, control. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, you know, they can't be reached and all that. And, you know, you can't tell if, like, they're just, like, not listening to her. She's, like, clearly crying out to them. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to talk them out of it. And it's, gen- like, really, really emotional, but it works. You know, it's it felt genuine. And for a show that I was, like, iffy on, I was like, fuck, this is where they got me. When the motion, they dialed yeah. up the emotion. I was like, oh, it was on, honestly Dave Goosebumps. Like, it was really, really well done. The musical cues. And then when she realizes, like, you know, they can hear her and they're all saying their goodbyes to her, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, that's some good shit. 
And then the follow-up, episode 10, is like just them focused and it's them out in the wild. There's a scene in the school that I really liked. You know, the the one character, I think she was too young. She had never gone to a school and they're doing attendance. They're doing like a fake class. I thought that was really well really well done. And But uh, yeah, 86. I'm, I'm very much excited to jump into the, the second part for sure. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm so glad that that it, that it clicked for you. You know, it's, it's tricky because this show like took a couple... It took a couple beats to get going. Yeah. Um, and I'm not 100% sure what to expect from part two. I'm only like one or two in. Mm. I'm not going to spoil anything for you or for the audience. Um, but I'll, I'll just say like, because it, I don't know if you would call this show hit and miss so much as it is like sort of latent. Like mm. it takes a minute for the characters to work. But when they work, they work really well. Um, so I'm just not sure because it's not like an up there with an all time show for me or anything like that. Like it's definitely good. I definitely understand the hype at this point. Yes. Um, but I'm I'm very very curious to see where this goes. Um, but I think we're on the same page. I think I told you, episode maybe seven nine ten, was a run or maybe eight nine ten eleven or something, mm-hmm. was a run that the show went on where I was like, yo, okay, it was we, really good. Yeah. They yeah they they really 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 nailed that arc and the thing about like like uh, what, what i will say in defense of like you know all that you know hit and miss stuff um is like that just doesn't feel like a first season that feels like a show ender sometimes like you know yeah. they did re- like shin kind of achieved his goal and then they left you know what i mean <laughs> they're sort of like taking their independence back so i don't know what that means and how, you know what it means for Melise and what it means for Shin like what are their character motivations now um I'm very very curious to see like how all that ends up because they they resolved a lot in the series or in the season finale yes yeah they did um you know I think it's hard to say because there is a part two and I have seen still so like I feel like some of it's a little spoiled for me and I, I don't want to get into that for anyone that you know I don't want to jump too far ahead mm-hmm. in the show like you know in, in theories and all that but you know when when the moment was called for emotion every time you know that, that can be a problem and not just anime in, in a lot of storytelling where there can be a lot of fabricated emotion and every time in like in these 11 episodes even the ones that weren't great when they try for emotion i think it always strikes like it always hits and it's that is kind of hard and it's almost unheard of a lot of the time especially for a show that's you know on an opening season and and the focus isn't the emotion it's a lot you know this this first part is very much about world building whether it's good or bad you know and it's 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 kind of impressive to see them hit these emotional beats for character like so many characters and they eventually whittle it down like you know as we got into you know we have like the main five core 86 cast um yeah, it's you know it's it's really good and like you know the also too there's a scene, the scene with the bait and switch of Fido, which was like the the robot butler tank thing, playing all the scenes back of like essentially like the candid like not the candid camera but like them like talking to it almost what like a great scene. Or, that was like a whole episode Fido's life, eh? Yeah, I think it was like the last like six minutes. I think that's it was title card and then it opens up to Fido, you know you see like vignettes of like each yeah. characters of like the five characters that you've been following at this point. And also same thing too, is like, you know, you kind of know where it's going, you know, it's not going to be good by the end of like these vignettes. And then mm-hmm. you get there, you're like, ah, fuck. Well done. Very well done. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, like, yeah, man, I don't know. The show, <laughs> the show is pretty good. It's, 
you know, it's 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 nice because it's not one of the best things I've ever seen by any means, but mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it, and I think that's just more than okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, and I I think people should watch this. It's especially because it's still going, and there's a lot of hype around this next part too. So there is a lot of hype behind part two. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what what it means. Maybe we can uh, sync up our schedule for this for the post show. Like I'm mm. I'm only one or two in, if that. So. Maybe we can do that. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah. I think I told you, like, season two, it's weird. Anime does this. Fucking Attack on Titan does this shit, too, where it's like, they don't always say season two, episode one. They'll just mm. be like, 86, episode 13. And like, mm. you know, in Crunchyroll, depending on the service that you're using to watch it, will say season two sometimes. Like, Attack on Titan, I remember we were watching it. And it's like season four, part one, episode six, or episode 69. You know what I mean? It's like, what? It's just hard to track sometimes. So I'm not sure where I am, but I'm not far. So maybe I'll wait a week or something for you to catch up and and you can sync up. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Cool. Um, All right. Next one, also a heavy hitter. Um, Squid Game. Review the whole Mm, series. Squid Game. I wrap that up. Let's do it. So... I know this isn't like super fresh in your uh, memory, mm-hmm. so like I'll very quickly recap um, the last two episodes. Is just sort of you can sense, you know, it's uh, the last three people left are Jihun, Sungwoo, and I really f- hate that I forget her name, but the North Korean girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have this chilling dinner together. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. Dude, I, I don't want to repeat myself because I say this shit every time we talk about Squid Game. But, like, I have to say it one last time since we're talking about the whole series. Yeah. I think when you do a show like this that is thriller-oriented-ish, like, the audience can start predicting things if you do it for too long and if you don't mm. do it well enough. And it just felt like every time... I thought I knew that what they were going to do, they did something different. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about expectations being subverted just for the sake of surprising the audience. And, like, that just doesn't work a lot of the time. Like, you know, just because it's unexpected doesn't mean it's good. Yes. See, see uh, the final season of Game of Thrones. But, like, you know, that's, like, a really big thing that they do in this show. And it's always good. Every time yes. I think I know where it's going, like, every twist and turn was just... It's a twist and turn. It's like a, it's just a twist and turn. You know, like you're not, the expectation is not there. Like you think you know, but like yeah. you know, very rarely do you in this sense, in this show specifically. And it's, it, it, it wields that like a mighty sword. Like it's crazy Ugh. how every time it's just like nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Like yeah. you don't um, see this very often. <laughs> the, the end of episode eight has, uh, eight, episode eight, um, has like two big things like, um, you know, Jihoon uh, makes a promise with the North Korean girl who was then promptly killed by Sungwoo. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> that motherfucker. <So> brutal. <laughs> um, and the cop get like, the cop gets out and like, I can't remember, I remember I said to you and we said like, I'm surprised mm. how well the cop is doing. Yes. And this motherfucker makes it like practically all the way out. It's the most unrealistic thing about this show. I know. The, the cop, yeah. Uh, well, there's, yeah. But like, it, but it's also like, I really thought he was going to make it. Um, and then the twist of the uh, man in black with the black, you know, the man in permanent blackface, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, being his brother. Goddamn. Didn't take that either. You saw it coming a mile away, though, because wow, they teed up. Well, like... No, no, no. You know, I just I just didn't it, see it coming. That's why I'm saying you, that. It's just... The... 
there was a scene the scene when he's in like the uh not the storage locker but the uh, like the records room in like in his set what ended up being his brother's room essentially like the the records room for the whole island and the winners and all that yeah yeah it was it just felt like that whole scene like it wasn't going anywhere and he hadn't like really found it and then he found his brother was a winner and when it got to that point he found out like his brother's like his brother had won and he was like you know probably off the island i was like oh this dude's dying here like there's something like there's just one thread one massive for that thread that's just sitting out there i'm like it's gonna get pulled shortly and it's it's not that i knew it was gonna be his brother i just knew you know it's funny because we were just talking about how the show it subverts expectation in so many ways from week to week with the new the challenges and and the games and all that and then like this just seemed like the big open one honestly all the vip stuff is is what works the least is including his brother and the cop story it's sort of ironic like the vip stuff might have worked if they didn't go english like yes um i don't know like it just didn't work tonally because it it worked in like like it works for the story like Mm -hmm. of course this comes down to like just playing to the whims of like the ultra rich and the ultra elite right like Mm -hmm. you know but i don't think anyone was surprised by that you know, like, it's all a sick game, right? Like, that that makes complete sense. It was just like the execution was kind of fumbled a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. A- anyway. Um, okay. And then uh, just the finale itself, uh, I thought, was mostly great. Um, mm-hmm. I You know, I love that they get right down to business and the finale of the show. They just mm. go straight into the fight. And, dude, good fight scene. Good fight scene. Fight scenes Perfect. are hard. Uh, yeah. See... Realistic fight scenes are hard. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, you got, you, you know, there are just a lot of ways you can go. You can go full Kung Fu. You mm-hmm. can go full John Wick. Mm. You can go the Marvel way, which is hard, um, which is to say, like, it sort of feels grounded, but it's not. And then there are, like, cuts at the right places. Like, to try and make a fight scene look sloppy is very difficult because fights mm-hmm. are sloppy, right? And, and it, it was two guys fighting for their lives. Yes. There was yeah. desperation. It was visceral. Mm-hmm. It was raw. Like, you know, neither of them pulled up in, like, a boxing stance. It was just mm. like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're anger, throwing sand. There's anger involved. And, you know, it yeah. was trickery. And it's, like I said, it's it was just two guys trying. One was trying to come out alive. It was raw. It was very raw. Yeah. Um, I, I, also, I will also say the guy that plays Jihoon, like... He, the the way they start this episode with how cold and disconnected he is, following that you know after uh, Sungwoo dusts the North Korean girl, mm-hmm. like you know, he's just he feels more calculated, less human than he has in the past. Sure. And like, what a transformation from who he was a mere eight episodes ago. I loved all that. Even in his lowest moments, he always tried, you know, not necessarily to be the better person, but he tried to be a kind person. And even in like the thick of it moments, you know, all the stuff with the old, the old man and, you know, number one and all that stuff. And, and even even other people like he, he had this sense of not grace, but just calm to him when with other people. He was very he was anytime he had a scene with another person, like I would just be there in disbelief. You know, I was like, man, like the way he just talks to people is just so, so comforting, you know, like very fatherly. And, you know, like he is kind of like a bum father, but like regardless, it still shines through. And mm-hmm. like you said, in this scene, it's just he was not him. You know, he was like yeah. he was something else. He was other, and it was it was spooky. You know, it was... he sort of grounds himself when he decides not to deal the death blow. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, he's back. And, you know, I, I also liked that he tried to end the game. Mm. I think Sungwoo's suicide was fitting. Sure. Surprising, but fitting. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe not surprising. Like, you know, everything in retrospect, right? Everything in hindsight, I guess you would say. Um, but I thought all of that really, really, really worked. Like, he, like, goes through stages of grief, grief like, in the first 20 minutes of the episode. Like, mm. from disconnect to rage to then he's just mourning and just grieving and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think about what else happens you know he gets home obviously he has the money um but he doesn't use it you know he runs into sungwoo's mom that was rough <sighs> rough so rough and All then the post game yeah. stuff is post game stuff is very rough yeah very um rough. very rough he's clearly depressed you know a year or so passes he never really touches the money you can tell he's like it's blood money kind of thing and mm-hmm. you know the, the show does a much better job of painting that than i can so i'll just get to like the juice of the episode here it's it's the reveal that the old man um was kind of i don't what did you say behind it all more or less yeah it's it's his game it's and his he game started it. yeah he because you know when we he's reintroduced he says like i saw an opportunity you know and he like he clearly is like the inventor of all this so yeah um and man like just everything so like i love this kind of drama everything coming down to a conversation between two people in a room just Mm -hmm. words no action just great soundtrack great cinematography like the upside down shots of the old man the Mm -hmm. cadence of his voice the fact that he wants to gamble on this bum freezing outside i know i was like this is the whole show in a sentence this is fucking great like they just nailed everything about it um yeah okay i'm not gonna do any more play by play i just i loved the ending up to Maybe the last. I think that's where it should have ended. Right that there. is where it should have ended. Um, yeah. And I they, hate that yeah. they're stretching this out. Yeah, this is like... Um, did you watch Queen's Gambit? Yeah, I did, yeah. So, pretty great, right? Yeah, awesome. Um I bet plenty of people would watch Queen's Gambit Season 2. Like, it's... That would be, you know, like, mm. what a phenomenal cast, what phenomenal characters, and there's so much in that world that you could probably continue to explore. But... But would it water down the story? And the answer is yes. Absolutely. And I don't know if we need to see more. Like, do I want to see him right all the wrongs? Like, I don't know, maybe. But this I, is, I don't think this is necessary. I think I, they told a really beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And they may have, you know what I mean? They may have, like, bit off a bit more than they can chew here. And who I am I? Two, but I, 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 have two, I have two frames of thought of this. And this is, like, a total, like, you know you know opposite opposite thoughts you know but i do think if they had just like left it as is it would have been like just an all-time like great thriller show like you know like a zeitgeist show like a zeitgeist show like it was tremendous you know to be a part of this but my other thought is it's the same people involved you know the guy it was the guy that wrote it the director and all that like very very potent storyteller if he has a vision and if he can genuinely not necessarily recreate, but if he can take another swing at it from a different angle, if it, and can somehow keep it fresh, like week to week, like which is super fucking hard. I imagine to do, to recreate a second season in yeah. like a different light, the, the, to right repeat on, the lightning you know? in a bottle. Right. And that's the thing. I, I hope they're not trying to do that. I just hope they can tell like a good story, whether it's separate from that, you know, it's, you know, it's all, it's all going to be connected. And, and you know, I'm sure the, 
you know, the cop stuff is going to come back in some way. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they clearly tee up there's going to be two recurring characters, the the brother and, you know, the the main guy. I'm playing yeah. guessing you just Ji-hoon? said it, but uh, Ji-hoon, yeah. Like, clearly they're going to be the returning characters in some capacity, so. Yep. But um, what a what a ride, man. What a ride. Uh, yeah. I, I loved it. Like, that was some good shit. You know, like, mm-hmm. nothing is perfect, and obviously, like, we you know we tend to kind of nitpick and like call out the little things we could have we think could have been done better but i think obviously on the whole along with everybody else mm-hmm. we we love this this was outstanding yeah. and i'm really really glad that like it made it over to netflix of all places and that like it was globally trending i think like more content like this is absolutely what netflix and everybody else needs mm-hmm. you know like i remember there you know not so long ago maybe a decade ago People are like, oh god, I don't want to watch a sub show or a or a well, sub movie. So. You know, you know what I mean though. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't. It's you know we're we're bleeding a little bit into the mainstream these days. Um, not just anime, but like, you know, just all of this kind of content. And I think that's that's very very healthy. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I would look. I that's what I'm saying. Like you know, I'm not hot on the idea of a second season, but if we can just continue to get more of this type of story storytelling, I think it, everyone benefits in that regard. So yeah. Um, I propose that we lighten things up a little bit with some mm. news. Do you like Ooh. news, Grant? I love news, Dave. You're a, you're a news guy, are you? I'm a news guy. <laughs> you know what I started doing? And I don't know if it's going to exhaust me, but I set up like uh, automation on my phone mm. that the moment I turn my alarm off in the morning, it starts playing like a news podcast of like like 20 minutes of curated stories. So I wake up to the news as I like get ready for the day. I'm two days in, so like I'm not, you know, I'm not the most informed. Yeah, yeah. Let's ask me if I'm still doing it next week. (laughs) Um, okay. First piece. HBO. It came out in the last week or two that HBO axed one of its first Game of Thrones spinoffs that it had in production after spending over thirty million dollars on the pilot. Ouch. I just love fuck you money. It is, is fuck you know, money. I love you know, fuck you money. I love weird uses of fuck you money. Fun uh, fun tidbit for the GOT fans out there. Um, that, that almost happened for Game of Thrones itself. They actually reshot their entire pilot. They recasted people. Oh, I didn't know that. They filmed the whole pilot. And they said at the end, like, they tested it and stuff. And I think the pilot of Game of Thrones finishes with, like, seeing Jamie and Cersei hooking up. And the pilot was so bad that the audience didn't know why that was a bad thing. Like, the audience wasn't uh, clear that they were related. So, like, they like they literally threw it out and started over with many new characters in some instances. Was there anyone of note that was in that original pilot that we know of? Oh, fuck. I mean, like, not everyone got switched out. But, like, I think... Oh, okay. I think... Uh, uh oh god dragon queen uh i think it was i think daenerys was played by a completely different girl um so on and so forth yeah like i think there were several major characters that weren't in the first pilot anyway um 30 million is a lot you know it's not like they spent you know these things get like conflated right like it's not like shooting the pilot cost 30 million dollars it's like it was probably in development for more than a year, right? Then you got to attract writers and producers and directors and cast members. That's and concept art. That's, you know, like... Storyboarding and yeah. you're bleeding money. And then... Site visits or, you know, site, lo- or site scouting. Yeah. Like, it's And then the shooting. Yeah. And then you shoot. And then it's all over. And now you spent $30 million. Now, granted, like, most shows are nowhere near that figure. It's just, it's GOT, it's HBO, so on and so forth. 
Um, so yeah, ouch, RIP. But like, they'll be fine. They've got that House sure. of Dragons thing coming up, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's soonish. Yeah, in January, February. Yeah. Um, I want to. Okay, let's steer into the negative. Okay. Can we talk a little bit about? This is like sort of relevant news. Can we talk a bit about the Halo Infinite controversy um, online? Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into the neg, I just want to say I am really, really enjoying my time with Halo right now. Yeah, well, I think yeah. that's I think that's like a silver lining to like what we're about to talk about. Well, I want to preface: I am having a point. blast. I am having a lot of fun, and I think the internet is just a mean, nasty place sometimes. To- yeah, like really good point, Grant. Because I was I was actually going to skate over that completely. We have both been playing a decent amount of Halo. Gan- mm-hmm. uh, Grant, between the two of us, is like the bigger gamer, um, but I'm the bigger Halo fanatic. Mm. So this is my first Halo. Yeah. So, so you know. I kind of know what to expect. Grant's like, this is all like fun and new to him. Um, but he is much more plugged into like the gaming community than I am, you know, which is why like we're covering this together. So, you know, the big thing is uh, Halo came out, you know, it had some delays and production issues. And then they kind of surprise dropped the multiplayer um, earlier than they said they would. And this mm. was amidst like other games, I think namely Battlefield having the really bad Duty, yeah. and Call of Duty having really bad particularly bad betas that was like inciting the rage of the gaming community so then in walks halo with a free uh multiplayer that everyone can play um knocks everybody's socks off for the most part like you know Mm -hmm. it's not perfect but it's like extremely polished for a quote beta it's miles ahead of everything else or those other two games which were like big shooters and now the tides have sort of turned um, where the Halo community, I think it's more of like a vocal minority, I would say. As is tradition. In the gaming community. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, people are just incredibly upset over a myriad of things. They're upset over microtransactions. They're upset over the lack of progress on Battle Pass. All that shit. All this is new to me, but I think it hit, like, made waves because they had to lock down the entire Halo subreddit after they were, like, threatening to dox game developers and shit like so that. So silly so silly what's your take on this whole thing is this whole thing like run of the mill for the gaming community like what what is going on out there this is fucking rinse and repeat in the industry like it's you know there's always you know there's always levels of severity for like you know for sure like you know there's some things make bigger waves than other this is to me this really seems like a weird one this this is where i kind of like sigh and go it's like like fuck come on guys like you know it's there's been in in the past year alone, 2021 to a certain extent has been a bit of a milestone. It's weird to say in controversy, but I think people are just kind of fucking tired of a lot of the shit. And you know, I've never been overly bothered by the microtransaction thing because I'm not wired that way. Like I'm not plugged in. Like you know, and I'm not trying to say this is an old versus young argument. You know, like sure. you and I are, you know, without like dating ourselves. Like Halo was out when we were in high school. Like we mm-hmm. played the game to play the game. You know, we weren't climbing XP. You know, we weren't trying to get collectibles. But, you know, there was like fun stuff you could get within the game. But you know, there wasn't such a there wasn't a monetary value to a lot of this stuff on earning it versus purchasing and all this and that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of baffling to me because like I'm you know and that's why I prefaced up top and I'm saying I'm like I'm really enjoying myself. I have no concern over this battle pass. Like, you know, it's funny, like you and I bought it, you know, like, (laughs) but it's like, you know, I just, I'm enjoying it. Like they put the multiplayer out free, you know, I'm just really enjoying the time and you call it what it is. Like I'm a grown ass adult with, you know, 
a grown-ass adult spare income to use on what I want. And it's not a big deal if I want to spend 10 bucks or, you know, Canadian or whatever it is. You know, we have to spend on that. And it's just, this whole thing seems so silly. And it's the vocal minority, like you said. And it's just stretching. Like, any time, like, someone gets threatened, you know everything is just not that big a deal. Because it's just unhinged people having a pout. Just you know, losing it. We, we actually saw a little <sighs> bit of that when we covered Attack on Titan at the beginning yes. of 2021 yeah. like if the animation was off and shit like that like people were targeting the specific animators and directors of episodes um it's silly it's, it's content unbelievable it's, it's, i don't know I, it's you know, dude it's it's the tone it's the entitlement i don't get it mm-hmm. like it's a free game and you know like they've got there are threads of people and the, what's weird is that the negativity is what's dominating the conversation like if you go to the Halo subreddit, it like the literally the first page is just stuff along the lines of "Can you believe they would release this crap?" It's like, well, what? But the interesting thing is, Dave, and you know, it's it's funny, you know, because we're sitting here with our mics talking into the internet. But yeah, you know, there is things to be fixed. Like I'm not, I'm not oh, totally there. You know, I think there's quality of life things that need yeah. to be, you know, assessed, but. I'm a patient man with a job, you know. Yeah. I, I I can only play so much Halo in a week. I I have the, I have the benefit of you know probably the next time I sign in, maybe that change has been made. You know, like it's, you know, I understand the Slayer playlist thing is a big problem, and sure. I, actually that is very shocking that they ha- don't have like a, a a team deathmatch essentially yeah playlist like queued up and ready to go because I know historically that's a thing in Halo again mm-hmm. you know just you know between you know talking between our our friend group who who has played but. You know, it's, I don't know, man, like it's, like I said, there's valid criticism and that, you know, Reddit and the internet can be a very valuable tool. Like these developers are listening and they are reading what people are saying. I just, I, I have no patience for like the microtransaction stuff and the, the monetary, like this is not a new thing in the industry. Yeah. And people tend to forget, like a lot of people just have dispensable income and people want to choose to spend, like buy a a battle pass or like a fucking like a, a you know every game has a different like chests or crack yeah. packs or whatever you want to call it like you know like fucking use your money the way you want to do it unless it's like a problem and you're losing your house over it like fuck who cares like people yeah. people spend their money in lots of weird ways if someone wants to buy shit like that and all the power to them it's it's just it's the way the industry is going like i i don't get it i don't get what people want it's like you know, we hear people bitch about how expensive games are, because they are. They're 90 they are bucks expensive. a pop for a AAA yeah. title. And then you get, like, Halo multiplayer. Before taxes. Yeah. You know, you're looking at, like, a buck 13. Yeah. You know, after, it's for, a, like, a next-gen or a current-gen game. It's but insane. Just, like, without much exaggeration, I'd say the vast, vast majority of the Halo community is going to log 99% of their hours in the multiplayer. And they gave mm. that away for free. Yeah. And like, and I get it, microtransactions, but like, but, but hold up, like it literally does not make a difference to the actual quality of play. Like we're talking about optional skins, mm. like color changes to your character's avatar. Like mm. that's what they're monetizing. And, and that's what's upset you. Like it's, I, I don't know. And, but you get the game for free. I don't know. It's so weird. It's the, uh, I don't know. If I you think, guys are I think curious, it's just check out the separate. <laughs> It is a fascinating read, to say the least. Like, because it's a hive mind, right? Everyone yeah, there yeah. agrees. And I got to give it to 343, like, without giving away too much. But, like, sometimes in my job, I've had to do some community relation type shit. 
they are doing an outstanding job despite being repeatedly ripped to shreds. Not harassed. only borderline, like it's harassment. Oh, dude, they're, they're like the stuff they're getting thrown at them is like way over the line. And not only are they like actually using the feedback and making changes in semi real time to actually like fix some of the genuine issues that are there, but they're mm. even like they're still answering these crazy fucking people. Like people mm-hmm. are coming at them, being like, "How can you stand by this product?" And like these poor <laughs> community relation people are like, "Well, uh, you know, we all take pride in our work." It's like, man, dude, after certain, like after a certain amount of time, I'm being like, "All right, you know what? Fuck you." If you like the yeah. game, like, I mean, that's why I don't do that. But still, I genuinely, I patience. genuinely envy people that are comfortable to communicate on the internet, like via mess, like, te- you know, written word, you know, or typed word. Like, you know, it, this is easy for me. I don't like, I can have a conversation with my friend and, and discuss all this stuff, but like the anxiety, like at work, I get writing like a 10 word email, you know, and it's like, I can't imagine having to bait, you know, fight off a whole community of angry gamers or, or fans. You know, it's just what a daunting task. Yeah. You know? Again, they signed up for it too. I see that side of it, but crazy, um, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Internet it's just, shit. it's just such a fascinating magnifying glass in all the shit that has happened this year i i am i'm i'm genuine you know like like you had said we we said before like i follow this stuff pretty closely i'm shocked this is the one people are fucking losing their shit over like i i I don't get it at all you know Um, like i don't get it at all but you know whatever yeah crazy fucks Um, i'm having fun and i'm still using like the starter skin yeah if you're listening to this check out check out halo infinite it's free it's cross-platform it's a great game you'll you'll have a blast we had a blast this weekend playing yeah man um, all right. How about? I, I don't want to dominate too much of this, but I have two more pieces of news, and I think they're fun. And I have you know, one. Okay. I have one little one. You get. Um, you go. It's, it's not even like major news, but it's just uh, an anime movie that caught my eye. Um, Bubble. I think I sent it to you last night. Um, it's by Wit Studio. I think from the trailer they hinted at someone from Death Note is involved. It, I thought it was a series. It's it's a one off. Oh, movie. I didn't know that was a movie. Okay, I saw it. It looked yes. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that was announced. It's called. Wit Studio, it's called Bubble. Again, I'm a Wit Studio stan, so Hell yeah. I'm going to promote it, but it, it just captivated me. Check and out the really trailer looking, if you haven't. It's very I'm really good. looking forward to that. So I got that's, it. that's the news I got to bring to the table. <laughs> that looked beautiful. No, that was a really, really good trailer. Yeah. Um, if, you're in the, if you're looking, while you're on the YouTube looking at the Bubble trailer, Google Jay-Z's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Okay. Dude, I know this is a weird poll. <laughs> sure. And for this show, but I stumbled across it. It's like a half hour. Dude, it's such a positive, like uplifting watch. Hmm. It's just uh, artists from all over celebrating Jay Z's career. <laughs> and there's like some really cool shorts featuring some really surprising guests, hmm. like fucking Obama. <laughs> and uh, oh, I can, hosted yeah. by Dave Chappelle. Um, it, it's hmm. uh, like it's like a sold out arena. Um, and they're inducting him to the Hall of Fame. And it just, like, does, like, a bit of a look back on Jay-Z's career. I'm not a huge Jay-Z guy. I'm aware of, like, the big, you know, the big, big ones. But uh, I don't know. It, like, I watched it, and I was like, yeah, that was fucking sick. <laughs> and then I made a note. I was like, I got to go through his discography and see what all these people are talking about. Yeah, I've um, never been much of a hip-hop rap guy. Like, you know, over the years, there's definitely some artists I've been drawn to and I've listened to. And, but Jay-Z was just the one I never I never got around to. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll do that, too. That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. Last piece. I haven't even watched it, but I will mention it because we will eventually get to it one day in the very distant future. I saw that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean was released. Yeah. People are happy. So I'm happy for them. It made waves across all of the internet. It was trending worldwide on Netflix. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, 
I, you know, started part one and we covered it on this podcast. Jojo is the most insane fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh, I say that with love. Um, I will eventually come back to it. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, Okay, Grant. With all that said, I pass it over to you. So this is pretty much all I got left. Um, Sunday, Leanna and I had a, like, full-on Naruto binge day. Nice. And... I understand why Naruto. I, I genuinely understand why Naruto is is as big as it is, or why as popular as it is, and why it's one of the big ones. This show, you know, it's it's so funny. Like you know, God bless Leanna. She has been, you know, when she has the opportunity, she'll just rip through filler episodes, and she'll like, oh okay, like a real arc is kicking in. Like she'll hold off and wait and be like, all right, when you're free, like we can we can continue with oh, the story yeah, of Naruto. She's yeah, she's filtering for you. Yeah, but, she, you know, she's watching it in full, and, you know, it's funny, like, she's at the point now, like, she can just tell, like, ah, I'm not going to dig this, like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be on my phone for, for this one or in a note on it, but we we watched a couple arcs this weekend, we're, we're almost on season eight, um, a nine total of the original Naruto series, so we're, we're running to a close, and, you know, there was some, like, really good, really good storytelling, the cast of characters is just so bright and colorful, and you know, it's it's one of those shows. I had no idea how big the cast was, and they're all uniquely written in their own way, and the way they blend together. And there's this dynamic where they'll shake it up almost like week, you know, episode to episode or arc to arc, where they toss up the characters. Like, okay, Naruto's with these two this time, or they're or he's with like these three or whatever. And you know, like awesome like bonds. You know, like just the friend dynamic is just really really cool. It in moments it reminds me of Jujutsu Kaisen. You know, um, in in a lot of ways, and it's just that you know, you know, just shonen, shonen power, man. Like it's 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 How good. How many like, episodes is this shit? You're making fuck, me think man. if I should turn it on. It's a lot. Is it's, there like Naruto Kai where they <laughs> where they filter out all the filler? Well, I honestly, yeah, I don't know. That, that's interesting, actually. And there, maybe there's a master list. There must be a master list out there, there of like be. what what you need to watch and what you don't need to watch. And, you know, it's it's fun, too, just, you know, to meet them. And, like, just the power systems are are so fascinating and so interesting. And, you know, like, it's weird because, like, they're all kind of on the same level. You know, like, there's not one that's, like, more powerful than the other in their own ways. They all bring something to the table. And you don't see too much of that. Usually there's always, like, a bit of a power imbalance in, in anime, especially as of late, you know, because power fantasies have become so big. In East guys have become so yeah. big over over the past few years. Yeah, you know it's it, you're definitely like looking in on a, a time in the past when you watch this show, and it's funny. You know it's goofy. Like it has these moments. It's you know it's like my hero. I think is probably like the biggest successor to it in a lot of ways, just from what I've seen in the show. But it's they don't even come close. It's hard to compare the shows. Like some of the comedies the same, but. It's I don't know man like Naruto it's it's been a trip and you know I'm I'm de- I've made the promise before like you know Leanne and I like we're gonna watch the follow up ship it in or Shippuden I don't know how you pronounce it um we're, I'm gonna watch that like each episode with her we're gonna do that together filler and all I'm not gonna make her do all the filler by herself again but <laughs> I don't know I'm really enjoying the show it's like you know <clears throat> it makes me want to go funny all I can think about as we're watching is like I gotta watch Dragon Ball yeah you know, I gotta go watch Super. You know, it's it's because I think that's like the closest thing to comparison, like that era of anime and and style and you know like you know genre tropes and this and that. So it's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It was a really really solid anime Sunday. You know, because yeah, how many what, episodes do you think you put down? I want to say 
and from like the ten to fifteen mark, like just Jesus pretty much like a whole, pretty much like a whole season. And I was like in and out <laughs> at, a, at a couple points. Like you know we were playing yeah, Halo yeah. at some st- points and all that, but um yeah Man, you i haven't a had a day like that in so long where you just murder something yeah oh it awesome. dialed in too i was like you know and like there was one <laughs> there was one it was so funny too because like it's leanna's show right and like she you know i've always asked her like what's the moment she's like oh like the exams were dope as fuck you know and that like this happened and that yeah. happened and it was crazy because this one this one arc happened it was the um <sighs> there was I think it's in the season we watch. It's in season eight. Anyway, so, like, the whole village, it's called the Hidden Leaf Village. And, you know, essentially they're being attacked. And there's this whole plot and mystery. And by the end of it, Leanna was like, that was fucking tight. And I'm like, oh, yeah? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's, like, one of the best so far. And, like, to see her, because she's watched everything so far, for, for this to stick out to her to be, like, a big moment, I was like, fuck, yeah, I did see something dope, you know? Because, like, nice. I'm so... Because I've missed so much of it. Like, there's little minute things that, like, I'm not fully... Not necessarily comprehending, but I don't understand the weight of them. And there's a couple moments she's just like, that was dope. And it's usually, like, me, like, fucking gushing over this and that. And, like, oh, you know, this is good because of that. You know, it's 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 so funny, the role reversal for this show. I'm, I'm just having such a blast watching it with her, so... But, um, yeah, we're almost... And I think the last season's only an episode, so we're we're pretty much done. Like, we don't have much left. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a testament to her commitment. Oh, man. She's been plugging away. As long as we've been recording this podcast, she's been watching Naruto. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe we do a guest episode. She reviews the entire series in one <laughs> sentence. Top five arcs. So, go. yeah, boil that down to a 25-second... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But we could do a whole review of the whole thing. Though I, I would feel, I would be, I would feel so left out. I would have to like watch it at some point. Anyway, we could talk about that later. There's definitely, there's definitely there's potential there. There's potential there, and I, if I'm gonna tonight, actually, I'm gonna look up um, uh, like the master list of like the Hook essential, the essential arcs. Because like Dave, there is no like no nonsense. A ton of fucking filler. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it yeah. subbed or? It's yeah. We're watching subs. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Naruto, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, I almost don't want to mention this because I don't want to get you excited, and I have mm. already seen it. So I, okay. but I rewatched episode one of Mob Psycho, oh. um, just to like you know kind of mm-hmm. what do you call it? Clear out the uh, like the dust bunnies because I was like mm. you know I've been, I've been needing something like that. Get Obviously, it. Demon Slayer is here, but like that's only once a week, and you know <laughs> Papa's got an appetite. Um, <laughs> um, so. Uh, Mob Psycho, the pilot was great. Yes, I like the animation is so specific. It's so different, mm. but also feels familiar. Um, the the guy that is like that runs the business. I forget. Mm. I don't know his name. Um, but he he's good. Um, he's great. I think like they probably put a lot of the show on him. Is my guess. And obviously is Reagan. Reagan. I'm blanking yeah. on his name. Yeah. But anyway, I I may or may not like end up going down that road. Like it's because. Uh, one thing I'll say about JoJo, you know, just to call back a little bit, is, like, it is ridiculous. I think every week I would come on here when I would watch it, and I'd be like, this is the most obscene thing I've ever seen. But at the same time, it was at least engaging. Like, it was mm. insane, but it was engaging. Um, so I'm thinking about, like, Mob Psycho, which is, like, a straight-up shonen hitter. Is that mm-hmm. fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, With, like, good comedy and everything? Good comedy and, like, I think one of its strongest... Um above the action and above the comedy is is just like the genuine character development um 
in a show that you wouldn't expect it from, which I think is yeah. like kind of its you know its uh, its secret weapon, its yes. secret sauce. You know, and, and like you know, I'm actually I'm seeing it pop up in a lot of spots. Like just you know randomly, like it's sort of you know obviously I think season three got announced and it's just sort of like everyone it feels like is getting ready to watch that, and so there's lots of season one and season two related shit out there right now. Um, so I'm just seeing it like in the zeitgeist a little bit more. Um, Love to so, see it. so it's either going to be that or, or Jojo, I think next. Um, okay. I think we could probably end on this. I won't spend too much time on it, but, um, you were throwing some shade, uh, last weekend specifically because my other half hadn't seen Jurassic Park. Watch that. I wasn't throwing weekend. shade. I was, I, I just, I wanted her to enjoy the, the glory that is Jurassic the series Park. of angry texts. I got as she heard that on the, <laughs> On the episode, you guys talking <laughs> shit about me? Um, but we did watch Only it. Only love, Sam. Only love. Yeah. Um, but we did watch it, and she liked it, and I loved it. Like, you know, I had only seen that as a kid. I, you know, I hadn't even seen it, like, with new, like, adult eyes. Mm. Um, that's a great movie. Tremendous. And, like, it's so hard. Like, I know you can relate, and I know everyone else, a lot of people listening can, like... The nostalgia film that is laid on top of a lot of things from your childhood, like, it clouds your vision, and that's why it's called, like, nostalgia, right? Like, that's why there's a term for it. So it's hard to say, like, is this just an amazing movie, or does it just make me think of, like, you know, does it just bring all that stuff back? Either Mm. way, I don't really care. Um, There's, like, a few things that I noticed that I definitely didn't notice as a kid. Um, so I'll just mention a few of them and you can tell me if you knew this all along. You probably did cause you're a fucking fanatic about this movie. I, it's my favorite movie. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Once or twice a year I watch it. <laughs> did not know John Williams did the score. No. Oh, wow. I, you know, the, the soundtrack came back to me as I was, as I was listening to it and I was like, is this John Williams? And then I was like, I'm not going to look like I missed the opening credit. Like I wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I waited till the end. I was like, of course it's fucking John Williams. It's amazing. Um, Good child actor acting performances. Man, do they put those kids through the ringer. Like Big that, time. dude, that fucking car scene of the T-Rex mm. coming down. And I think actually the Corridor crew, they're a smaller channel than us on YouTube. You should check them out. <laughs> um, they do like a great VFX uh, breakdown on Jurassic Park. And they actually talk about like where they use CG, where they use animatronics. And I believe it was all animatronic, obviously. It was the 90s. For the T-Rex like moving that car around. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe what they put those fucking kids through. Like, Insane. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, also, dude, like, I don't know if it was the audio or what, but I had the subs on because I, I was just like... <laughs> Reading along? <laughs> yeah. And there's one moment that killed me that I have been saying via text ever since. There's a scene in Jurassic Park where they feed the velociraptors a cow. <laughs> and the cow is being crazy and it's awful right yeah. it's, it's very serious it's a very dark moment but they're craning this cow into this into the habitat and the cow goes <laughs> and the subtitles are mooing in fear <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like uh okay i don't know i just i was like oh well they could tell that's a fearful moo mm. anyway terrifying um that shit killed me um and then there's just fun, like, 90-isms. Like, if you remember a few months back, I was doing that whole, like, 90s film every week sure. or just a movie yeah, yeah. every week. And, like, there's lots of little isms I picked up back then. And this movie is full of them, and they're super fun. 
the hacking thing kills me towards the end of the movie. Gotta I'm a hacker. I'm a hacker. I gotta Nerd. hack into the main, main and like of course like hacking into the mainframe is like represented as like a fucking two D video or three D like game, point and click. Yeah. There and you know what it made me realize, dude. There's a subreddit I follow called "It's a Unix System," and I think it was born from that line in Jurassic Park. Oh, the whole subreddit is about how like movies do a shitty job of like portraying what actual cybercrime is about. And the the kid says it's a Unix system, and it's like, okay, well they all are. What what does that even mean? <laughs> and then, so it's anyway. So then it's followed by like one of the worst hacking scenes in film history. And I think the entire sub was born off of that. But if That's it's awesome. a, it's a really fun sub. They like they they pull shit from everything, from movies, from TV. It's hilarious. Um, but one of the one of the nineties things is like the zoom in. On the like, it's like you have a camera, like a Steadicam, and you run up to an actor's face. So they're mm-hmm. taking like two thirds of the screen, and then you just say the dramatic line. Like I, I don't know, but there was tons of that in this movie, and I obviously can't think of any. Um, there was also just come up to actor while they look over the horizon. Mm-hmm. The guy that's all in white, the guy that owns the park. Yeah, John would, Hammond. John, he would just keep Hammond. Yeah, you'd just be like. Beautiful, aren't they? And they had <laughs> so many scenes of him just looking out. Yeah. There was a ton of that. That shit was hilarious. Um, I don't know. I, th- I I can't think of much else, but it, but it was amazing. Um, one of the things that I picked up on in the movie is, like, they did an incredibly good job at just, like, having many problems to solve the mm-hmm. whole movie, which is why I think it's, like, an amazing action movie. Like... It's not just running away from dinosaurs, right? It's like, there's the whole scene of the T-Rex in the car. How do we get out? Then the car is in the tree. And how do we get the kid out of the tree? And then we got to make it to the bunker to do the thing. And then the Velociraptors are there. And then we go to the kids. And now they're having their own problem. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, problem solve. Problems. Like, like, there's like 10 scenes like that in the movie. So the cool thing is, like, it just shows how much of a testament. And, like, it, it valued the original source material. Because the book is is like that times a hundred, you know, and they were able to take that formula of them trying to sort out each individual problem. Like is in the book, things are like way more extreme, like along the way, like where like more people are involved and there's a lot of like essentially running around the map in the book. Yeah. And they took that, you know, and it's, that's just the power of like screen, you know, screenwriting. They could take it, an idea like that and make it more, not that it didn't make sense of the book, but it's like the format doesn't work the exact same way. Like the translation isn't always there. And they take that, and it's like you put it, like they have like these 10 scenes where they kind of recreate it from the book, and it, and it makes sense in this version of the story that they're telling. And, like, it's just, it's, like, you know, I haven't, I haven't read too many, too many books that eventually, you know, are adapted, or, you know, whether I read them in reverse order or, vice, or watch it first kind of thing, but this, this is one of the best ones that I've ever read, where, like, they each kind of tell their own story, but they work so well as a companion piece. Yeah. You know, like they, they don't try to copy too much from the book. They don't try to do too much of their own in the movie. It's it's really, really interesting. It's it's a great book. It's, again, you know, I'm biased because it's my favorite movie. And it's one of my favorite books, but it's 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 a really good read. So I, I recommend that. If you're looking for something to read, something interesting, like, like a techno thriller, I think that's what they call it. Because, um, yeah, I think that's what they call them, techno thrillers, but... It's really good. It's Man. really good. Fucking Michael Crichton. What a guy. Oh, my God. And, uh, Legend. I, I, one random thing, and I wonder if you have, like, weird inside knowledge on this. Like, I almost don't know why they kept Jeff Goldblum in the last, I don't know, quarter of the movie. Because he gets injured and sidelined. 
Yeah. And then he's just like in the room, but he has very few speaking lines. Yeah. Like he's just in the back. Like he's like a very predominant, like dominant character. He's used All, very well, like at yeah. the right times. Yeah. And then at the end, he's just sort of in the room, and it's like, why yeah. didn't we? Like it might have been a good play to kill him. Like I'm glad and, his character survived, but like yeah. he doesn't really contribute after that. It's, it's kind of weird. Spoiler in the book, he dies. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. He okay, does. dude, he, that's the exact intel I was looking for because it just felt off. Like in the exact uh, same way, essentially. Yeah. Like but that's the thing too. Like. He's not really in any of those scenes. Like he, pretty much everything. Wow. Again, spoilers, that makes so two, much sense. Like, in in the book, his accident happens like so. It happens the same way, like the T Rex attack at the cars. And yeah. All that. Like he he gets injured, and you know after that, and that's very you know about halfway ish through the book, you know he gets injured and he has like one more moment where he gets in a couple more like you know philosophical moments mm-hmm. and then he's essentially like in a coma for the rest of the book That's so it. all those scenes where like he's kind of like out of it in the movie they he he's kind of an amalgamation of a couple characters from the book like, yeah which is you know insights. common for adaptations and, and of course but it's crazy to see it in such like a major character usually yeah when yeah usually when there's an amalgamation character it's they kind of sideline it like they're just trying to get some other people mm-hmm. for some you know narrative progressing the story and all that but his is like a very effective way and, and shines through the movie like he's tremendous in this movie like you know it's that's what i'm saying like it's, it's such a fascinating adaption because they took you know it's what you want to see they take all the best stuff and some of the stuff that doesn't work and that's not perfect and that drags on because there's definitely stuff in the book that drags on you're like holy fuck like you know my least favorite parts of the book they left out you know of the movie and you know correctly so yeah but, uh, interesting but yeah. man that makes so much sense i knew you'd have some fucking tidbit that would clear it up yeah. that's hilarious okay um that's it for me anything for you no no that's all all right jam-packed week man demon Big slayer time. busy post show um thank you guys so much for listening we will be back next wednesday with another episode of demon slayer uh and on uh, next friday with more post show um like comment subscribe support the podcast on whatever social media platform uh that you prefer take the appropriate social media platform action of your choice jesus um thank you for listening and we will see you next week grant say the thing bye guys cheers <laughs>